Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. What the fuckery is queer? I'm Nadej August, your host. If this is your first time with us, welcome, and here's what you can expect. What the Fuckery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about, a series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding, the very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truth whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein today, I have as a guest Diana Duwap, who uh, presents herself or defines herself as being queer. Yes. Although I look at her, she's female form. Woman. Very much And so. she roars. Yes. I holler with the fierceness of being a woman. <laughs> I, however, don't identify as a straight woman whatsoever. That's so interesting. So in our previous episodes, we interviewed Nemo uh, and the topic of the T part of LGBTQ. If you didn't catch on when I said lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, uh, today we're dealing with the Q which is the the queer. And I met Diana and we got into a bit of a discussion where she said she was queer and I asked her to define it. And the way she defined it, I said, well, no, you're bisexual. And she said, no, my sister's bisexual. I'm queer. Then I said, what the fuckery is that? You need to come on the podcast and explain it. Girl, explain it to yes. us, please. Okay. K.S. Una queer. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here as the Q, by the way. <laughs> Cute can Thank, be cute. Yeah, cute, cute. If you can't spell. Yes. So um, I, de- I define myself as queer, because, the, and there's a big difference between bisexual, pansexual, I would say, which these are all terms. It's all terminology, but, you know, it's nice to have something, to, you know, a word to represent me. So being queer means I can fall in love with men women, transgender men, transgender women, intersex men and or women, any human that exists on this planet. Hang on a second. Intersex? intersex. I've not heard that. Okay, so I'll define it. I'll, I'll explain intersex to you. So when we're born, we start off as a 1 to 10. 1 is female, 10 is male. When you're born, you you know, you you can go from 1 to all the way to 10, which will produce a very masculine man. Uh, there are ones females, but I think at this point in like 2019, one females are becoming, they're like being born as threes where they're kind of like, they have a little more testosterone. The pendulum little, swings yes, a little. we are a little more for, fierceful and forceful than we used to be. And then sometimes people will fall in the fives or in between five and 10. And those are people with like feminine traits, feminine qualities, and also masculine traits and masculine qualities. So, like, I've been involved with an intersex person who, to the unknowing eye, looks like a man. 
However, she is 100% female. She just is in that 5 to 10. Like, she she lives her life as a female, a lesbian female. However, she, you know, she has ovaries. She's a woman. But a lot of the time, people think she's a man. But that's just, like, her physical because she has a little more testosterone. She lies on the other side. Where I think, for me, I'm somewhere between, like, 3 and 4 because I'm not— ultra feminine however i'm not extremely masculine i'm kind of in this like purgatory in the middle which is exactly what being queer feels like you're kind of in this like odd middle ground where it is hard for people to understand you because they don't even know what the hell queer means they've never heard this term queer used to mean gay yes strange odd and And now it used to be derogatory well of course we've taken it back (laughs) That's what we do. So, like, being a black, queer, female, vegan means so much to me because that defines me. Like, you don't even have to know anything else. I can just say that, and it's like, oh, this person is a little out there, a little different, thinks outside the box, open-minded, however, knows who they are. Describe yourself as a child. Did you always know you Um, I... I always loved girls and women, like, from a young age. And I knew that I loved them in a way that I loved boys as well. So I knew that there was something different there. However, I didn't—I was never made to feel different. I was a huge tomboy. I would roll around in the dirt with my brothers. We would wrestle. I was a roughhousing bitch. I even body slammed my little brother once. He tries to pretend it never happened, but it did. Um I was very creative, so I would spend a lot of time uh, painting, drawing, making, like, I would do paper crafts, a lot of paper crafts. My mom couldn't, like, stop me from crafting ever. Um, And I was also into sewing, so I would sew and, like, make little outfits for my dolls. So you were Um, an artist. Yes, I was born an artist, for sure. Um, I remember being about four years old, and I was at my aunt's house visiting for a holiday of some sort. And there were kids everywhere. And she had a piano. And I went up to the piano. And I was playing the piano. And I figured out like a couple of notes. And I would I sat there and I taught myself lean on me. And it was so random. And I remember like it being, I even knew at that point. Because I was pretty aware as a child. Like when I look at children these days, I see certain children who are self-aware already. And I was. Like I never was not who I am today. Like, I dressed funky. I always had, like, some kind of crazy wild thing going on with my hair. Like, I've always been this way. And as a child, it was just me. And I grew up with four siblings who just accepted me. And no one made me feel like I was, like, not ordinary. Although it's obvious, even when you look at childhood photos, who the rainbow sheep is, (laughs) you know. I stand I like out. The rainbow the sheep. Rainbow sheep. Where, where do you fall in the four I'm siblings? I'm the fourth. So you're the, the, the littlest. Of five. Oh, of yeah. five. Okay, so you're the fourth. Almost yeah. closer. Almost. To one of the Nearly last. the, yeah. So me and the baby, we all treat him like a baby, even though he's not a baby. We're all a year and a half apart, but he's our baby. But he and I are, um, we were like very close and we fought a lot as kids, but. We're very close as adults. Me and my siblings, we all love each other. We have an ongoing group chat. There's 11 nieces and nephews. I'm that aunt without the kids that can hold it down. They can ask me all the questions because I've had a lot of life experience. Yeah, good. 
So queer is a sexuality. Yes. When did you discover for sure that that's the label, that's the name, that's where you fit? Okay, so I, when I got out of high school, I would define myself as bisexual because I just knew I liked women. And I didn't – I was new, like, in – like, I was living a sexual life, so everything was new. And I realized, I was like, I don't really feel bisexual. And I would, it had been years, probably like five years went by, and I went to find myself as pansexual. Because pansexual, the easiest way to uh, break it down is hearts, not parts. So I felt like, oh, this is something I can relate to. And then a couple years went by, and I was like, I didn't really like having that label. I always had to explain myself. I always had to, you know, because people ask, because they see me with men or women or whoever, the fuck I want to be with. So they asked me questions. Um, and in my later 20s, <laughs> aging myself, but that's all right, um, I started to define myself as queer because I was like, I sexually, I can relate sexually, but I also am odd. Like, I know I'm an odd person. <laughs> like, I, I look different. I I live differently, and queer was, like, the easiest way to define it because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm queer. Like, I'm not I'm not pansexual because, like, being queer is not just the sexual side either. It's, like, how you present yourself in the world. Now, um, is that true for all queer? That's my definition that's for queer. That's your own definition. And, you know, I talk to other people who define, you know, themselves as queer, and we all relate in the same way. Like, you just are yourself. Like, there's a lot of... Um, female queer people I know and you know we all are natural hair and we don't shave our armpits and you know we don't shave our legs we don't shave we don't shave at all <laughs> and that's something that's like a common thing with queer girls what's that about I just what's with the hairy armpits I'm like why waste my time shaving them you they save, don't bother you, me you save a lot of money in shaving cream and yeah. razors really <laughs> I never buy razors I don't own a razor like, if I had to shave today, I would have to go find a razor and then figure out, like, what shaving cream I would use. It's been so long. When was the last time you shaved? Um, my armpits. Oh, <laughs> oh gee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Just armpits. armpits. My We're going to keep this somewhat clean. <laughs> my armpits, it's been almost five years. My legs, it's been 11 years. So you wear a lot of shorts and skirts. And oh, definitely. Skirts. Uh-huh. I model with these legs. I'm like, this is me. Like, if you like me, this is who I am. And, um, yeah, I just I'm not not a fan of it. And like other queer girls I know are like similar. It's so funny. because So do queers date each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so nice to meet another queer person because you're like, we both understand each other. Because I've dated men who've gay bashed or made me feel different for liking women or liking others and i've dated women who did not like the fact that i liked men they usually don't like that i like men they don't care about anyone else but and is it because they were straight lesbians yeah well because they're lesbian and or like a lot a lot of lesbians are ultra feminist um they are not with men because they just they just do not fuck with them in any capacity. They just don't like them. Yeah, very much. and for me, I'm not that way because I like humans, so I don't care. There are things that everyone does that upsets me. It's not going to change like who I love. You're not going to blame an entire group of people. No, gender, definitely just not. Because one is a jerk. Yeah, I, I definitely not. On that one. So queers dating queers is really cool because you're like, where do you find each other? 
Oh, that's the Is there an app for that? So queers are like unicorns. You find each other in the wilderness, like hunting in the wild, and you don't always find your queer unicorn, you know? You might find one and you're like, oh, cool, we're buds. But like to find that one would be so nice because it would be like, it's so easy to be around you. We're the same, you know? But But we're different humans, but we understand each other. And I, you know, the, as as I get older, as I grow older, I realize more it's hard for humans to understand each other when really, like, who cares? That's know? what we're hoping with. Uh, that's what I'm hoping that what the fuckery does is just to bring to light and allow people who are in that lifestyle, as you said, or that truth or that concept, whatever it is, to come share with us and hopefully enlighten Someone who right. may be resistant and not willing to to see or has passed a judgment that is unfounded. Yeah. But um, so you mentioned your sister was mm-hmm. bisexual. Mm-hmm. What is the difference? So my sister likes men or women. That's it. She doesn't. Um, I'm not sure if she'd be open to it. I know she defines herself as bisexual, but she doesn't date transgender, transsexual, uh, intersex, nothing like so, so she's she's specific about it. Paint the scenario for me. Mm-hmm. So you, someone approaches you, mm-hmm. a potential lover or someone who's interested. How does that conversation happen when it gets to that part of what are you sexually? Can you tell? Why well, sometimes the like? I can usually tell or or I just assume that it'll be discussed when it needs to be discussed, if it needs to be discussed. Um I'm very open, so, like, I wear that, and I will talk about it. I I don't care, but I do know other people aren't necessarily as open with their sexuality, so I don't pressure anyone. But I can tell, like, say I'm at a bar, and I see a woman who's attractive, and I think she's attractive, and I want to hit on her, but I don't know if she likes men or women or whatever, you know. I'll just try it out, and I'll go up to her and just be like, how's your evening going? Like, but it's, it's subtle, And then, like, if she's into it, and I can tell if she's into it, like, oh, this is a friend, or if she's flirting. And then if she's flirting, then it's like, oh, cool. So, like, uh, do you identify? How do you self-identify? You know, that's how the conversation will sometimes begin. And if they're like, oh, I don't know how, I'm like, well, you don't have to then. (laughs) You know, not everyone has to. That's another thing, especially with, like, the LGBTQSA there's a lot of oh, letters. What's the essay? Straight. And I, well, I thought it was straight and I don't remember alliance, but I don't know if straight alliance gets its own. No, but there's, I, I think LGBTQ is enough. Right. There's, some, <laughs> but you know, like a lot, there's people who I don't identify as anything. And I think that's beautiful oh, too. Oh, the A's for asexual? Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. whole different. Oh, by the L- way, if L- you know L- someone who's asexual, send them my way. Oh, yeah, please. I would love to. Yeah, to, definitely. To hear that. Yeah, um, I know. So I know a little bit of everyone in the little. Now there's a pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fun. Do you guys have a spot we all meet? <laughs> we have our own little. It's in our brains. <laughs> it's a network. You put out fillers. We do and you find each other. You might need your gay, so you put off your gaydar and be like, "Where are you? <laughs> find me. I'm alone, <laughs> and you are too." And you need me tonight. Yes. Um, so you've have you had long term committed relationships where you are exclusive with another person? Oh yeah. She's I like, have oh a yeah. Fucking uh-huh. serial monogamous. Such as how long? My longest two relationships were both three and a half years. It's like I couldn't get past that 
three and a half. Oh, it's like, the magical so number. So close, huh? so close. And who were they with? So both of those were with men. Straight up men. One a very masculine man. The other a hippie-like yogi, self-aware, vegan, long Animal rights activist. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't go activist. His reasoning for veganism is different than mine. What are what is yours? My reasoning is because I feel like it's the least I can do to save this planet. I do not support factory farming. I think that it's the worst thing that can happen to us. And I think that like I see a life and a soul in every creature. And I can't consume someone's soul. For my ex, he was really, he was spiritual about it. It was his beliefs, Hinduism. So, like, that's what inspired him. And it's interesting because that's another thing, like, not to get on another topic, but people don't understand what, what, why you're vegan. Because there's different reasoning for everyone. Some people are vegan because they're health, they can't consume meat because of their Their bodies just doesn't, yeah. And so far from what we've heard and everyone we've interviewed and people who are vegan, they feel better when they are. They are happier, more energetic, lost weight, and all that stuff. So there certainly are good reasons behind it. Yeah. And so where are you now? So now I'm dating people. (laughs) What does that mean? I'm dating a few people, and I don't know what's going on with any of it, (laughs) to be honest. Like, I'm having a good time. Does it sound – do you have a type? Or does it? I don't does have a type, and I sometimes wonder if that would make things easier. If yeah, it I had would be a type. helpful. You sometimes. know, because sometimes not, you just have to choose. Not having a type, I'm just like, hey, someone looks at me, bats an eyelash, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're cute. Oh, you're cute. My friends are like, you cannot put them in a lineup, and she's like, none of the people you date would ever be in the same room with each other, and I'm like. That's what's exciting. That's, I but know. sometimes they are in the same room with each other, and they and don't then know that you're all dating. <laughs> And you all don't know you're dating Diana. That's exciting. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That reminds you of that song, Michael Jackson, Dirty Diana. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm scared so. But the thing about it that's beautiful is I'm not being, like, I am not ultra-sexual. So I'm not having sexual relationships. You're just getting to know. Getting to know and getting to not know quickly because once those flags are flying, I'm like, oh, that's a red flag. Bye. Didn't yeah. have to give anything up to you. Sounds like you're also smart. Yes. It's taken a while, though. <laughs> I was dumb as hell. <laughs> once upon a time. I'm, I'm getting better every day. So yes. with transgenders, there's mm-hmm. always the issue of pronoun. Mm-hmm. And is there something similar for, for, for the queer community? Um, and there's not for me, but there are. I do have like friends, like I have this beautiful friend, Bliss. She's a lovely green-haired goddess um, from Nashville. Bliss, I hope it's okay that your yeah. name has been shared here. Yes, Bliss is Bliss defines with them and they pronouns. So they look, they look like a woman. However, their body them. part is male. Body part's female. Everything's female. Just doesn't want to be known as she or her. Oh, jeez. Yeah. How old is Bliss? I think Bliss is 27. She's in her late 20s. There's definitely something going on with 
your generation, I guess? I think it's, you know, we're, especially the women, we're liberated as fuck. And no one can take that away from us. You know, like our moms, moms, they were in the kitchen. Our moms got out of the kitchen, got to go to school, but we're still kind of back in the kitchen. We, us, we don't have to have children. We don't have to get married. We don't have to have a job. We don't have to do anything we don't want to do. We just own our shit. Yeah. And I'm like, call me they, because I'm they. Or call me whatever. I, I Sometimes I'm like, I feel like I should identify as he today. But I don't necessarily do it. But I. But do, you might start yeah, doing that, huh? I do have more masculine days than feminine days. Like, like today, I'm wearing high-heeled boots. But, like, usually I have on basketball sneakers and, like comfortable i but today i just felt like you know going a little more feminine yeah i was like let's get feminine today but usually it's it's just however i feel does it change your mind frame a little bit your perspective do you move through the world differently depending oh yeah how you woke up that day yeah so if you're feeling more male one day that's when you go do so if i'm feeling more male I usually will hit on a woman at some point during the day. Just for shits and giggles. find one in this world um, just to get a phone number and um, <laughs> and an Instagram. Um, and I, I like to go sit by myself at a bar and with a notebook and chill. If you're feeling more. Well, that's on my more masculine days. days. And my feminine days, I... Sometimes it's it's this is the thing that's the issue about the feminine days. I didn't ask for this body. I was given this beautiful body as a gift and I take good care of it because it's my vessel. However, the male attention makes you want to be more masculine sometimes mm-hmm. because it's like I mean I was in high school and I was busty and that's when it all started and it made me feel more like being a tomboy like more masculine because I'm like as a I way don't for want. protection yeah self-protection. self-protection like the attention I'm with friends and someone makes a comment about my breasts that's embarrassing so some you know as I get older I'm a little more open with like you know, crop tops and high heels, but like it's, I've come a long way and it's gone back and forth. Like in my early twenties, the attention was like cute, you know, with our friends like, Oh yeah, we do like cute in corsets. Cause we did. But like now it's like, if I want to just be feminine, I want to be out here in this world and not have anyone have anything to say about it and assume I already know I look good today. I got myself ready. Just give me a nod and how do you do ma'am and continue on. Move it along, mister. Just to get a little, uh, you are lovely. I'm enjoying this, this conversation. You're the best. And <laughs> thank you. I kind of want to get more practical and a little bit deeper here. Okay. Um, in terms of, did you have to come out per se to family? So for me, I'm really blessed with the with my siblings, especially. And my parents were very young, so it was a different kind of upbringing for me. Um, I never had to come out of the closet because I never felt like I was in the closet. I did explain when my first girlfriend came over, you know, like, just so you guys know, this is someone I'm sexually involved with. Just just to reiterate. How old were you at the time? Oh, 19, 20. I mean, there were there would be girls around, but my family didn't know they were 
girls around. You You know, they playing doctor with each other. Yeah, got it. So when I was comfortable enough to be like, these are girls. Like it was, they were. I mean, not comfortable because of the sexual relationship, but because does this person deserve to meet my family? And it happens to be a girl. So. they, no one ever acts shocked. They, my sister and my younger brother have both said they were more shocked when I was with my first boyfriend and it wasn't a woman. They were like, we felt cheated. I was like, damn, was it bets? Because the odds, I suppose, seemed like they were going to go the other way. But, you know, like I sometimes will fall in love with men and yeah. men are secure. Like there's not, they're not secure. I, they are security. Like they, keep you safe so there's things about there's an aspect of protection that you get from an alpha male definitely that I I'm a sucker for that I'll tell you right now and then I want to just like punch him in the face too though because like where they're alpha I'm still alpha female like I consider myself like an alpha female like I'm not I I I get into disputes (laughs) and conversations that get heated because I have to like one protect myself two change the like switch it up change the patterns i want to be the change in the world so if a man is like disrespecting me and i don't like it i'm gonna call him out and embarrass him because he's embarrassing me and hopefully he doesn't do it again because the only reason he did it to me is because he's been doing he's it been for allowed. years he's been allowed and i'm yeah, i am like. the breaker of chains <laughs> When it comes to that, because I'm so over it. You're a wordsmith. Yeah. You know how to use your words. Yeah. Cut through and people. I will I use them. Tell. Yeah. I will use them. First kiss, boy or girl? Boy. Why does first? That well, the thing me? about it, like my first real kiss was was a girl. My first kiss, kiss was a boy. Like huh? first tongue kiss. Like my first. I'm sorry. Peck was... What do you mean? My first real, real kiss was a girl versus my first kiss was a guy. So my first... I didn't know there were different levels <laughs> of kisses. My first kiss was a peck with a girl. On the in elementary school. On the lips. On the lips. Okay, that's accidental. Then, well, it was purposeful. <laughs> on whose part? I think it was both of our little badass little lesbians <laughs> like they're just like mm. <laughs> just because we can but my first kiss like where i made out was a, a guy a boy i call him a boy but i was in high school so i was i was a late boomer to that party and i was like oh. so up until then you hadn't had like a proper no, nothing swap oh no swapping session. i was 15 i was 15 and i don't know if it's going to be tmi i'll just say it because i feel like it's worth saying I was like, I'm never, I can't deal with these boys. Like, my friends all knew. I was just like, about, like, boys in high school. And I went to a party, and, of course, I made out with a boy. And I got my period, like, two days later, my first period. I was so pissed. I was like, so you're telling me. So it's the kiss that brought on the (laughs) The period. The kiss is the reason why for seven days every month I'm over here dying. That's like alive. the new uh, apple that Eve ate in the Garden of Eden. Right. It was like you kissed that boy. I'm you like, kissed a it. serpent. I'll never forget like him. You know, like it's like, you never forget him. Yeah, he's left an indelible mark on you. It he bleeds did. every and month. And I lied and told him I had made out with many boys, but I didn't. That was, you must have been a natural, I guess, because he didn't. He totally he, believed you. Yeah, we kissed for a couple hours. So your first serious relationship. That was a boy. That was a boy, yeah. too. And a, a straight up. High school. Yeah, but he was like a punk rock guy. 
He was also open. a little odd. Yeah. But oh yeah. He would. He was the oddball. We were both odd. The and- word odd is strange. Maybe alternative. Well, we're alternative and odd. <laughs> Because we are definitely different than everyone else, and we would do weird, dumb shit. Like, he was he was the best, though. And we had the same birthday. It was amazing. Oh, it was like your twin soul. Yeah, and I lost my virginity on my birthday. To him? To him on our birthday. Oh, aw. See, that was like a birthday gift to yeah, both of you. Yeah, it was lovely. Was you he know? a virgin, too? No, hell no. Why? He had skills? He had a child. He was a high school dad. Teen dad. I was not the teen mom. Were you? And this is this is personal, and you don't have to explain it. Were you ever violated? See, that's one of the things that I've asked myself. I don't remember ever being violated, but sometimes I'm like a little like I can be very apprehensive and very closed off to like a certain type of people. So I don't know if like it's just like repressed, but to me, I don't think so. You don't. Re- I don't. Anything. Yeah, I don't recall anything. Not in my life. I was pretty protected as a child because I had siblings. There were so many of us. However, as I got to be an adult and I was like a sexual a young adult, I do feel like there were times where I was taken advantage of. Not so like it wasn't childhood, but it was my other childhood, you know, like because like you're adult when you're 20, 19, you're a baby still. Yes, you are. But you, you don't, don't think you are, though. You don't you, think you, know you it are. You know at that age, don't you? Yeah. You really don't think you are. So there was there definitely around that time, there were times where I just felt completely violated. And, you know, I was so young, I allowed these behaviors. I would never allow them again. But. Behavior being something you did not want to do. Yeah, like, oh, something I didn't want to do, being sexually harassed, being physically harassed, being felt up at a bar, um, completely, like, touching me in places that I touch. People get really handsy, and I remember moments. And I was just, like, on the rock and roll scene. But, like, I was young, hot, little black girl, and a lot of those guys were digging it, and... Not they weren't all great to me, and they, it's taught me how to protect myself now. It's taught me how to be strong, so my nieces know what to allow and what to not allow. Because I've had a lot of life experience. Like I've been out there in the world. I've been all over this world. So like I know humans very well, and I know what to look out for now. They still surprise you, though. They will. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. But now I love, I own my power in a way that I thought I used to, but I own my power. Like if I'm, say I'm on a date, I will tell that person straight up, just so you know, we're not going to be having sex. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, because salad does not equal pussy. Just because you bought me dinner doesn't mean I owe you anything. And I like preface my dates with like, I want you to know I'm not going to be having sex with you. And you, you know, you get rid of a few. What which is advice nice. do you do? You, would you give to say your younger nieces who are just starting to date? I, one of the things I do if I know I do not like someone and there isn't a chance for us, but out of courtesy, I do a meet because I do like people. Right. Um, and so what I do is I tend to just pay for my half. Period. That means I that act alone 
sets a very clear message. Yeah, like, to let them know anything. this is what this is. And surprisingly, a lot of them don't get it. They, they just don't? think, oh, you're just an independent person, woman, who just wants to assert herself. Uh, I'm the, still going to get handsy. Yeah, the thing that, yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't get it. So like, the you best can, thing is to just say it out loud. I do oh, like yeah. you. Let's finish this meal. Oh, you Bye. have to be straight up. Like, I go... I go to bars a lot because that's where, like, I find comfort. I ride at night, and I'm a night owl, so I like to sit at a bar and write. You might find me around Hollywood doing that. Shouting. So if you do see a vegan, queer, bejeweled, with homemade (laughs) paraphernalia. Big uh, hair. Big hair. Well, do you want to give out your Insta page? Yeah. Yeah, Um, My Instagram is at Diana Doo-Wop. It's at that symbol that we love so much, D-I-A-N-A-D-O-O-W-O-P. It's me um, sitting on the floor with a jean. No, I don't even think I have no, a jean. No, I've seen your, your, your thing. It's yeah. pretty hot. She, You'll know you, it's me. You will know. She's not quite naked. Not Taste, quite naked. Tastefully, tastefully artistic nudes. Yeah, showing off her assets. <laughs> yes, because I've had them this whole time. I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm keeping them under wraps and I can get paid. Are you an influencer, too? Um, see, this is the funny thing about that. I've been asked that a lot. Because yeah. everyone I feel like is I am a self. I am influencing without having to have the label influencer. That's the whole point of me. I feel like that is the reason I was put on this planet was to be a beacon of life and positivity and helpful, like, creativity and inspiration and, like, you know, I will die one day and I'll be happy to die knowing that I remember when someone told me, oh, your artwork touched me like this, or wow, you look awesome today. I really appreciate how you're able to be yourself. And I'm like, you can do it too. You know, And that's important, you know. I perused through an article the other day where it says millennials have a, are you a millennial? Yes, I'm a millennial. Have a hard time uh, with the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. What do you want to be when you grow up? Silence, crickets. Right, crickets. Um, I know what I want to do when I am done growing is that I want to leave a legacy of creativity. Okay. So I want to continue to live this life creatively mm-hmm. and share that with the world for as long as I can. I'd love to be a mother to an adopted child one day. You don't want to shoot it out of your own Nah, lines. I'm good. What would happen if you got preggers? Um, wow, my whole world would flip upside down. I definitely would have to stop eating food on my side in my bed while watching Netflix on my phone. That's for sure. That would be a good place the to Sapporo start. The Sapporo beers wouldn't be pouring as frequently. So this is what you do? You pour Sapporo? And <laughs> have eat, a Sapporo. And eat chips? Eat some, eat some food. It's usually like leftovers, vegan leftovers. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I've and seen your little package. Yeah. having some. I always have pasta in my purse. She carries pasta in her purse. I do. You, got, you never know when you're going to need to eat. Like... I'm always, like, ready to have a snack. So, like, today I forgot I had had. This is so horrible. This is just a sign of who I am. Um, I forgot I had food in my purse when I got up this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to get breakfast, which I don't ever do. I have this whole morning complaint about how I don't want to get breakfast, so I don't do it. And I was like, you have broccoli, Rob. You're good, kid. 
you have something to eat. And I was like, I can stay home and create until I have to leave. And I was like super happy about it. It's nice to take care of yourself. Huh? Yeah. It's very grown up. It's, yes, I'm doing my best. It's so funny because uh, that very article was explaining the spread of millennials, the older millennial. I'm in that older millennial because it starts from 81 to 2015. Yeah, it's, it it's a big wide it's one. It's a it? huge one. So what are they calling the people coming after you? Like when you look at the young whippersnappers, what do you think? So I have an, I have a name for a couple generations. So there's the generation that's at lower, like younger than me, like the 20-year-olds. And I call them the purge generation. The purge. Because they're born with less um, sensitivity, I feel, as I call it like post-9-11 world. We live in this post-9-11 world where things seem different. There's more news. There's more access to news. There's more information exchange. Like uh, terrorist attacks are frequent. You know, like things were like – so these kids are born into a world where that's the norm. So that's why I call them the purge. Hmm. And I feel like the purge generation is like also they're like the digital age kids who were born when like my space was already done. You know, like they were born when Facebook was like, Ugh. yeah, Facebook is too uh, Facebook over. Them. It's over yeah. for them. So like they are uh, that digital purge generation. But I feel like they're the future that's going to help this planet. Like they're aware, like my nieces and nephews. They're not like kids were when I was a kid. They remind me of how I felt as a kid and I was around all these children. Like, I felt like I was an aware human being. Like, I felt like I knew people's emotions and I knew how to, like, make sure I didn't hurt them, even though I'm not perfect. Yeah, I think the this, the, this purge generation, to use your term, I don't know if it's going to catch on or if it's even a real thing. Yeah, it's my own. <laughs> it's your own thing? Okay, the purgers, the purge kids. Um they have a harder time with empathy. Right. Because there's less social interaction. Like, you know, whereas for us, you skin, you saw someone skin their knee and you're you just okay? kids riding a bike outside and it's a stranger who you ask if they're okay. Like, they don't yeah, kids, experience no, that. They've got nothing. Well, yeah. And also, um, there was an article I was reading about how the lack of social development by the time your frontal lobe is formed is affecting these kids as adults. They're going to be even more desensitized. And that's like, that's something I concern myself with. However, if they're taking their time to do things like, I don't know, save the world, if they're going to spend that time doing something to better this place, then hopefully, because they're aware. Like They're very aware. My nieces very and nephews aware. talk to me about like, actual social issues like mm -hmm. the black the lives matter they, they talk about the veganism they ask me questions about like they don't just know i'm a vegan they ask me why and they ask me like how i feel about it. like they ask questions smart questions yeah. they're very intelligent kids yeah really truly oh i love these can kids. have conversations with them that are just as satisfying as with oh peer. definitely i take my nieces out um, and we just hang out and talk and we just talk about life. Like I talk about people I'm dating. They talk about their crushes. We talk about music and movies and like what kind of foods they're into and like, oh, so you're into anime. What's your favorite kind of anime? Like I, we talk about things. I talk 
to my friends about. And that's what's beautiful about my nieces and nephews is, like, we've never treated them like babies. We treated them like adults. humans yeah. and adults. Like, like you are a human, and you're in this world, and you have to be— You have an opinion. Yeah, you're you have allowed. a place here. You have a right to use your voice. And I love watching them grow. Like, that's the best gift in my life. You know, you you probably might turn out to be a good mom. I know. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, when that. When that Why don't you want to experience motherhood? Through? Um, I would. I used to want to. So, like, when I was younger, I, that was my biggest goal in life. Really? You wanted yeah. to get. Wanted to be a, a mom. I thought by 25, I was going to have. Okay. Three kids and a house. All right, you, you know. were getting crazy. Yeah, I was. 25, come on. I know. Now I look back, I'm like, you were still potty training when you were 25. And I'm barely, like, in the pull-ups, like the mommy wow pull-ups. Right now? <laughs> barely. Just don't jump into the depends. Right, okay? not yet. <laughs> um, I So I'm actually a birth doula, so I help deliver babies. I love birth. I love labor. I love pregnancy. And it's so why don't you want I just, to be pregnant? I don't want to be pregnant because there isn't the other part of the equation for me that's worth my sacrifice of a, as mo- as, to become a mother. Is it so I haven't found you don't like what could happen to your body? Oh, no, my body. I feel like I'll be OK. I'm hoping to get more hips. So like that would be nice. You know, if I was doing it just solely for hips and ass, I would get pregnant today. Um, but I have to have the right partner. Like I have to have the right person, even if we're not involved, it has to be that person who can be completely selfless because it is not about you anymore when you have children. And I'm aware of that. And I'm not ready for that because I'm making my dreams come true. So I don't have children because I wasn't ready to give it up my life. And it's not necessarily giving it up, but you are giving up that chapter of your life you are now a parent and that is your responsibility so once it comes to me it'll come to me but yeah there you have it folks <laughs> thank you diana uh i think we covered quite the spectrum we did and you know queer now i can say i know is a three-dimensional fully formed human mm-hmm. who has wishes and dreams and desires and it's merely a label that defines a thing that's not the whole person. Right. You are more than just queer, as right. you obviously know. And I hope our listeners will agree and take comfort in knowing something new. Yeah. And if anyone wants to ask any questions, they can find me on the gram. Yes. <laughs> and they can always email me. So all of that information will be the, on the show notes. And I'm also adding, I'll add your Insta okay. information there so people can probably DM you. Yeah. And Give me a hopeful, slide. hopefully send you some love. Yeah. If you're <laughs> single and you think that you like to date in the city. This is a holler at your girl, your queer black girl. <laughs> Diana Duwap. <laughs> okay, <That's> guys. <laughs> I gotta wrap this up. Okay, Tuts. Thank you so much. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Let's educate the world. Educating the world <laughs> one uh, interview at a time. Yes. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, share. There's a whole new thing now on Anchor for those who listen on Anchor. I don't know if it works for everyone, but apparently you guys can leave me voice messages too. So give me a shout out. I will find that link link, slap it on there, and feel free to have at Diana. Let me know what you thought of her. I thought she was hilarious. I couldn't keep up. Can we add a picture on the... 
<laughs> no, the only picture that goes on there, it's mine. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Thank you very <laughs> They'll much. They'll just have to go to unless, the Unless you're willing to throw me on your Insta page. Oh, girl. No. I'll no, give you a I don't sh- believe you. I'll give you a share. You better be giving oh, me a Oh, you kidding? Share. Oh, yes. These will be shared. Okay. All right. We're going to hold you to that. Okay. I got Bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>